Hello and welcome to the Right for Your Life podcast. My name is Ian Broom and my co-host right here next to me in Copenhagen is Donna Sorensen. <laughs> Who is not a happy bunny this week. <laughs> Tell everyone why you're not happy. Because I've just thrown 20 minutes of my life down the toilet. Honestly, we just had recorded, or so we thought, an amazing 20 minutes of podcast, but somebody forgot to press the record button. You know, I'd like to say that it was a more complicated issue than that, that something had happened with my computer or that something had happened with the microphone or Skype was playing up. That's always a good person to blame. But um, I just didn't press record. The thing is, though, just to, to really, really quickly sum up for everybody, this is the first time you've ever done that. So I'm, I can forgive you entirely. Um, and also, you've been very, very sick this week. And so you've been having the itchy sweats, as you called them earlier, I believe. Actually, I just added itchy, but I think it sounds much better when you say itchy sweats. I said I woke up in the night with some kind of water shadow beneath me. Yes, yeah, and I, you've been actually like dribbling away in the bed, like I, in down sides and everything. I honestly, thought, I honestly thought I piddled in my pyjamas. <laughs> so it's been a trying week for you. Yep. Um, and... Um, and that put you not in the, the best mood with regards to the Booker Prize winner. This, it's just such <laughs> wonderful news for Eleanor Catton that she's just won the Booker Prize this week. I'm delighted for her. That's not true. Basically, what no, you're not going to... You, yes, she's, she's very young. And you do... Yeah, go on. Go on. And you say, act like you're totally and utterly delighted now, Ian. Go on. What you're not going to hear, listeners, is me spending 10 minutes complaining about me not being slightly younger than I am, female, and able to work full-time on my writing. Yes, yes. But then you did say you're absolutely delighted for it, and you also said that you weren't sure whether you were going to be able to read it because it was so long, it's over 800 pages, it's the longest Booker um, prize-winning novel ever. It is, and it, I said for me, we are literally recapping on something that no-one else has heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, I wonder how many... Loads of people are going to read this. They really, really are. But um, but that kind of a book of that length, would it normally have put people off? Who knows? Probably will put some people off. I mean, for me, if, uh, my current rate of reading, which I can measure through Goodreads, I think that it w- I will not... If I read The Luminaries, which I'm sure will be excellent, um, I, I, I'm basically saying I won't read anything else till at least Christmas. Yeah. And I'm not and sure I, I want to do that. And I would say I'm still trying to bang my way through... Um, bring up the bodies which is great i am trying to make my way through um past booker prize winners but it's you could end up just spending your entire life just reading prize nominated books couldn't you really that's true that? and that's part of the reason that I, i'm reluctant to 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 get stuck into such a monster because i have read quite a diverse range of books this year and it's been quite nice i've read some poetry collections i've read some short fiction i've read some long fiction some non-fiction and it's been quite enjoyable so i don't know if i want to waste a quarter of a waste what a word to use <laughs> what a word oh dear use i don't know if i want to utilize use a third of uh, or a quarter of my year on uh, on one one particular book and that's it's yes. nothing nothing to do with the writing or anything like that well, that's fine. And I will use that time on your behalf and I will read it because I'm really excited about it. And I also said on the bit that didn't get recorded that I had gone off and I'd read an Alice Munro short story, as I said I would last week, because I thought, you know, that's that's something really easy to just get cracking with straight away, a short story. And I was really shocked by the one I read. It was just not at all what I'd expected. 
It was about a, a father that had murdered his three kids while the, the, the mother or the wife had just gone out to get some air at a neighbor's house. Um, and I, it was, yeah, about her inability to stop going to visit him in prison afterwards because he said he was able to see the children, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was, I felt, I felt so desolate after reading it and it wasn't because it was badly written or, you know, I just, it was just such an awful subject and not really what I had in mind for the middle of the week when I was tired. Sounds like something that you perhaps have to be in the mood to, uh, to uh, read. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't want to judge Alice Munro on that. I think, you know, it's, I'll have to definitely read more of her stuff. But um, anyway, yeah, wow, it's been a couple of weeks of winners, eh? Prize winners. It has. And um, speaking of prize winners, hey, speaking of prize winners, <laughs> I, um, I, um, I was the host of Fiction Slam um, in Sheffield, part of the Off the Shelf Festival in Sheffield, um, on Monday before I developed the sweats and um, sweats. indeed and I was I was a host so I was hosting an event um, and it was very well attended at least 50 people there I think I think quite a few more and um, and and, I, and it's inspired me to want to talk about it's quite a common subject in writing um, parlances um, but an important one and that's negative feedback so the format of this fiction slam. So again, let me re-emphasize. I was the host, so I was kind of being the cheeky monkey at the front who kept things going. I was dressed as an ape. That's not true, but that would have made things way more interesting. Not that it wasn't interesting. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> How many knots there? Um, and um, and so I was kind of facilitating events. I think is what I would be saying if I was a business idiot. The format of the night was as follows: people who were uh, attended could um, uh, could read or not. So there were some people there, lots of people there who didn't actually perform. But the but the idea is that um, if you want to read, you have to first go through a preliminary round where you pitch your fiction. So it's either a, like a novel or a short story or whatever it might be. I think most of them were probably novels though, and you get a minute to pitch and then you can read the first line. So there was about, I don't know, there must be about 20-odd people who did that, so quite a lot. Um, and then the audience, then, who had a list of all the people who'd, who'd just, uh, who just who were pitching, um, had to choose their six favourites, and then we did some mathematics, very simple mathematics, and the people with the uh, six people with the most votes went through to a final. And in that final, they read from their work, and for five to ten minutes, and then a panel of three judges, um, all who all of who are sort of good writers with some you know varying levels of experience, but um, worthy judges um, who would then comment on their work and give them a mark out of ten each, and you know the winner would be the person with the most amount of marks. So you know perfectly perfectly uh, good format, and uh, and it was a great night. Some really good writing, some really interesting pictures. And um, and it was great. I enjoyed it. But the one thing that I did think when people were receiving their feedback from the judges was what what background of these writers got because some of the, some of the judges' comments were actually quite um, I imagine quite tough to hear. So they, the the judges made uh, positive comments about every uh, every reader, but but negative comments too. And 
and it wasn't it wasn't like they were excuse me it wasn't like they weren't valid or anything like that so some of the comments were um were, were perfectly constructive and helpful and valid but the problem is in that kind of artificial situation in a slam you don't have the kind of nuances that you have when you when you sit down with someone and have a proper conversation so you can say to someone i think your characters for example aren't uh, need a bit more need a bit more work and and if you leave it at that then you know it's very difficult for someone to go away and do anything with that but obviously in a normal situation you'd be able to, to kind of elaborate and say what do you think and what were you thinking when you wrote that particular paragraph and there's a real sort of dialogue that goes on when you're giving feedback um, yeah. and that obviously that's not there in in a situation like a like a slam but that's fine because that's what a slam is and that's what you presumably know you're getting into to a, to a point but i was i was sort of left sort of stood to the side kind of stood there thinking i wonder what sort of background these writers have how often they've read in public before how experienced they are as writers whether they've come tonight because they just thought they'd have a bit of fun and before they know it they're in a final and they're getting sort of real rigorous critique on their work or or maybe this is what they really wanted maybe these are experienced writers who really wanted some in-depth kind of um in-depth kind of feedback on on what they've just read out so it was um it was it, it just led me to kind of wonder about um uh the impact of of negative feedback and how it might what those writers were going to go away and do with with that feedback i guess yeah totally I think you, if you put yourself into that situation without meaning to sound too hard, you've got to be, you've got to be ready for that because it's, you got, you know, it's, you're right. It's not sitting in the comfort of a writing group or, well, even just a normal reading. You know, if it's a competition to try to win and beat everybody else, it is kind of every writer for themselves. You know, every writer for themselves. Um, but still, cool, I mean, it'd be difficult to, yeah, to take it standing up there in front of people you know i mean it's nerve-wracking enough to stand up in front of people and present something in it that you've you've put your heart and soul into yeah it's tough and getting and, and of course if you perform at a spoken word night which is like a more normal way of uh, presenting your work um or reading your work in public then you don't get that and you don't it's not like people either you know most people just clap politely whatever happens <laughs> Yeah. Totally. And then just talk to their friends and say, well, that was rubbish or something like that. Yeah. You know, no one actually explicitly says to you, well, I think you need to work on this or that would bit was a bit rubbish or maybe have you thought about doing this? You know, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so in and some actually, ways... In oh, some I was ways, just going to say what you were Oh, <laughs> who's going? You go. In go. some ways, it was the hardest possible kind of situation in which to receive feedback, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but... If you can survive that, I mean, you know, maybe then that's good for the people that manage to do it because they'll, you know, they'll be able to do read in front of anybody. Well, I haven't been in that situation. I've not put myself forward for a slam and I've not been in a situation where I've been publicly uh, criticised or had some kind of constructive feedback coming my way. I mean, I guess I have because I was a part of the MA um, and undergraduate courses where there was there was some of that, but it was within a setting where it was expected, and there was yeah. a lot more of the coming and going to and fro in between you and the tutor and other people would pitch in and it was a discussion about your work for you know a set period of time which 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 yeah. is a bit different but i've i've had my own huge negative feedback moments um when I finished my m a which I shall talk about in a second, but first, I want to know whether you've had 
any really bad negative feedback um, experiences? Well, actually, I've had, I, I hmm, haven't had really bad. I mean, I've had, I definitely have lots of negative feedback. I have, but it's interesting because I got my second review for my poetry collection this week, which was really exciting, um, and um, and it was really, really good review. I was really, really excited about it. Um, but the interesting thing about it was there was a bit of critique in there, like a proper bit of critique, where when I first read it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and um, and if I'd, if I'd got, you know, critique like that in front of an audience, I mean, that would have been horrendous. But because I got it at home and actually it was that dialogue you were talking about, it was actually somebody who had taken the time to look, to really consider my collection and they were, I felt they were spot on. They were spot on with the criticism as well. And I, I totally took it. And, you know, sometimes I've, people have said things to me and I've not been able to sleep afterwards because I've been so upset about it. Not, not to do with my writing, you know, just worrying that you're doing things okay. Or, you know, you just, you know, want everyone to be happy in the world and people to like you. But actually with this bit of critique i i was really really okay with it and i actually just thought this is great because i feel like it's actually it it makes it feel like a proper collection now you know it's out there and it's been um it's been reviewed and considered from all sides and it wasn't just like a gushing uh, there was i'm very happy to say there was a lot of gushing in it but it wasn't just that i think it would have been embarrassing if it was that you know the person that reviewed it actually really thought about it and had serious things to say about it and i was really really excited and that's the i mean that is the thing to do really i mean that's kind of i guess the 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 piece of advice is to try and take any kind of feedback and do something with it kind of try and listen to it even if you don't agree with it and then move on and try and see if it can help you shape something differently but it's a bit it's quite easy to do that when when you're published though so have you did you have any any real negative feedback when you were you know, completely unheard of. Yeah, I mean, I've been in writing groups before where I've had feedback on my poems, and I think I said this in, in previous episodes, I think it's so important that you, you know, you, you you feel comfortable with the people that you're with in a group like that or that you respect their opinion because it can't, you know, I mean, ultimately, it, it gets down to just people's opinions about whether they like something or not, not actually the technical side of it, you know. Um, and then you could just sit endlessly batting things backwards and forwards. And I'm not sure that that's particularly constructive for anybody. So, um, so I, I, yeah, as I said, I've had lots of, lots of, um, bits of feedback and back at the start when I was writing as well, things that I really, really took on board and I tried to change, as I said, with this bit of criticism, I think the fact that I totally could understand where she was coming from and agreed with it a little bit helped me. If it had been really hard criticism about another part of the collection, I don't think I have taken it like this. <laughs> yeah. You know, if they if they if the reviewer had said, you know, like the the opening poem that's one of, you know, that's the first poem I had published ever. If she'd oh, she or he had said um had gone in on that poem and just said, you know, ripped it to shreds for example, I don't think I would be quite so calm about it, but it wasn't anything like that. What it about a, you? It, it was one of your rubbish ones. <laughs> well, it was just it was more like it was a part of the collection that I could that I was totally yeah I, I there are different parts to my collection and it, it, this was not one that I felt so precious about no I know exactly what you mean I'm just being stupid and facetious I there are parts of um of of, of my novel where I think well you know maybe I do that differently now but at some mm. point you have to say stop don't you yeah absolutely and 
Yeah, and you do in terms of the you know the schedule of when something's going to be published and all this kind of thing as well. I mean, you have these deadlines. Well, I but, think. Um, go on. I think that I think that how you react to negative feedback all depends a lot on your personality. It depends a lot on the type of feedback that you get, and yeah. it kind of depends on what sort of writer you are too. So, I my 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 big sort of negative feedback experience was fairly gigantic and at a fairly significant point in my writing career and um, it's difficult to really remember it because it's quite a few years ago um, how I I remember how I remember how I felt I felt very angry at the time but it's difficult to remember whether I think I, don't, I think it would be too much for me to say that I'd considered just finishing and and packing the whole kit and caboodle in um, but it was pretty pretty significant so this came uh, a point i i was lucky enough to get lots of good positive feedback throughout my university life in terms of the creative writing elements and there was very little um feedback it seemed like a natural progression for me to kind of get sort of incrementally a bit better and a bit older and a bit wiser and you know fingers crossed all being well get a good really good strong result in my master's um course um so everything was going perfectly swimmingly and then I handed my final um, master's submission in, so the final novel, so a finished novel, which was then marked by two separate people to who I'd um, had as a tutor. I'd written most of most of it at that point, you know, a real huge portion of it, you know, off my own back really with, with very little sort of help and mentoring. And um, and it was marked by two different people, one of which I kind of knew who it was because I recognised the writing, <laughs> and the other one I didn't recognise at all. And I got wildly different marks. So one person gave me um, a 68, so which is kind of a high pass, and the other one was, I can't quite remember the mark, but say 57, 58, which is not terrible, but it's a lo- it was a long, long way away from what I was expecting because I'd been led to believe that I was doing really well and there were no signs of something like that happening. Now, a mark is a mark. It doesn't really matter, does it, when it comes to something subjective like uh, fiction and reading and that kind of thing. But some of the comments in this piece of uh, critique, and to remind you again here that this was the culmination of several years' work. It was the culmination of my entire university career, and it was the final mark that I would ever have. There would be no way of me coming back and saying, "Okay, well, I'll work on this bit and see if I can improve. This was it. And I, mm. and 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 I got this piece of paper with this sort of two paragraphs on, and I just couldn't believe what I was reading. There were parts of it which were just personal. It was bizarre. There were kind of questions about my character. I can't. I've actually been in the cellar for about twenty minutes before we started recording, or should I say, not recording, and um, <laughs> and um, uh, trying to find this because I, I I kept it and I can't, which is really annoying. But if I do, I shall. If I find it, I'll I will read it out on a future episode because I don't yeah, mind yes. at all. Um, but it was say, it was absolutely scathing, and it was it was it was bizarrely because this is a, like a proper author that's that's um, that's marking this and that's talking about this, and it was it was it was talking about um, a, a, a kind of how could how could someone kind of write this? It was it was I can't quite remember how it was done, but it was basically questioning my character, not just my ability as a writer. And I thought this is just weird. Why is he doing that? And throughout, he would refer to me as as Mr. Broom, 
which I thought was a weird way of referring to me. I'd been on this course, I'd been on the course for about four or five years, because uh, you have a certain amount of time after the year's taught section. I'd been on the undergraduate degree for three years. I, I knew everyone. Why on earth was someone calling me Mr. Broom? And and I asked other people if that's what people they were, they were doing on on their papers that they had marked and they weren't it was specific to mine and even if he was going to do it a bit like a review where you say you know broom uh, handles his opening tremendously well you broom handles hey <laughs> you don't you, <laughs> you don't say so, mr broom do you it's just it was a weird phrase yeah yeah that is but um and you knew who it was in the end I think I do know who it was, and he's a proper author who you can go and find on the internet, but I don't know for sure, and it would be beneath me to um, to reveal. Oh, no, no, don't worry, I don't expect you to kiss and tell, but um, (laughs) I just was wondering whether, like, that would have been bizarre then afterwards working out who it was, and just to kind of see if if you could understand how this had come about, this... this well, if it was the person who I think it was, he, he never taught me. I think he may have known who I was because I edited the magazine and I'd been on the course and stuff for a while but mm. um yeah that's kind of by the by i don't expect because people knew who i was to, to kind of give me extra marks but what i do expect what i do expect is for a piece of criticism in this context and this comes back to this idea of feedback negative feedback being appropriate to its context what yeah. i don't didn't expect and, and still wouldn't expect in the context of providing a final critique or a final piece of feedback for someone's MA work and then their final mark which they can never change forever is for it to not read like a bad bad Amazon review which is how it did read yeah. and, um, and, and after getting extremely angry and trying to do something about it and making lots of phone calls I read it again for about the thousandth time and I realised that the comments that he made so there was some, he made, he made the, 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 I say he, I think it's he, made some uh, comments relating to specific parts of the book and why he didn't like them. Um, and then that stopped after about chapter seven. And I suddenly thought, he didn't read the book. I was absolutely, utterly convinced that he didn't read the book, that he got so far in, decided it wasn't for him, and then that was it. And, um, and uh, without wanting to kind of... Uh, go too deep into this because you know <laughs> this is the uh, MA writing course of the university that I still work on and I have no beef apart from with that specific thing but that that piece of negative feedback for me was absolutely crushing it was so important this was you know going to be my uh, uh, going to be what I went on to go and do which is you know inevitably what has happened but it was it was completely crushing and the only way that I could really come back from it was to try and mentally put it to one side and I got lots of support from other tutors. Um, I got support from, you know, other writers that were on the course. And it was all fine, lots and lots of support, but I just couldn't do anything about that particular mark, which I found really frustrating. But my, mentally, what I had to try and do was go, OK, I've received this negative feedback, which has had a huge impact on me kind of personally. It's really um, got me angry and upset me because I don't agree with it and I think it was unfair and I didn't feel like he'd read the book, at least not properly. But what I had to do was kind of compartmentalise it and say is there anything in this that's got any merit that I can take and make the writing, make my writing better with? Um, and if not, then I need to mentally just forget that this has even happened and just focus entirely on all the feedback that I have got, which was some positive, some negative from the other um, uh, marker. And 
use it to improve the novel. And that's kind of what I did. So from that point on, it was another three or four years before I was approaching agents and then working with an agent. And one thing it did do, and I apologise that this has been a bit of a, a long talk, but the one thing it did do was make me more open to feedback than I think I was before. I think I was maybe a little bit too cocksure of myself before. And whilst I still don't think that it was acceptable what was written in the, the in that in that paper what it did mm. do was open my mind to the idea that all feedback in one way or another is actually feedback that you can it's up to you as a writer what you take from it you can either just go oh well that person hates my writing so that's it forever for me i might as well pack up or you can say well that person didn't like these elements of my writing i wonder why they didn't like them maybe it's just them maybe they're right about that and then you go away and decide which parts of that feedback you keep and take on board and work on and which bits you don't and it becomes a real skill deciding which bits of feedback to use and which bits not to. It's not easy to, to do that. Sometimes you're tempted to just to ignore everything. Sometimes you want to take everything on board. And I think most of the time it's somewhere in the middle that you need to uh, find yourself. But, Absolutely. Um, and you have to also think, you know, that everybody, well, I don't know whether everybody, but most writers will receive negative feedback throughout their writing career it's not something like you, it's the kind of thing that you just have to try to find a strategy for dealing with because you know you, you, you're gonna come up against it at some point or another indeed you are and and it's part of the job and um and it's and it's important you need to ask for feedback you should that's the other thing that you definitely shouldn't do is to stop asking for feedback um, oh, it's but, you, so important, yeah. but you should do it in in the comfort of your own little writing world where you have someone who you trust who isn't your mum or dad or brother or sister unless they are professional writers without any kind of uh, with the ability to forget that you're related um but you know some trusted people who who whose feedback you know you can rely on and listen to and um and yeah. and, and and use constructively i should so say. just to, just to sum up i'd like to sum up by saying that we could say about this how does mr broom deal with criticism mr broom handles <laughs> criticism really well no that's just it you just said mr broom handles you just handle it now it's a fantastic joke to finish on donna it really is <laughs> hey <laughs> cool well thank you very much for um for both podcasts that we've done tonight the the one that has gone out into the nether world of forgotten things. You, you, and sa you sound one. like you sound like you're rushing towards some sort of conclusion. Like you're like you want to get off. Like you've not been doing this for an hour and a half or something already. <laughs> oh my god! I am just yes. No, I mean I'm delighted to be here, but I cannot wait to go and actually read. That's what I want to do tonight now, because my my little one's been doing sick bombs over the apartment all, all week. So. I'm exhausted, and um, it's been a pleasure. I'm not. I'm not saying otherwise. Um, but uh, but yeah. Well, you know, if if you say so. Um, <laughs> okay, where can people find you on the internet? Um, on Twitter at the Flying Poet, on Facebook Donna Sorensen Poetry, or on my website SorensenPoetry.com. And you can find me at ianbroom.com or you can find me on Twitter at ianbroom, I-A-I-N-B-O-O-O-M-E. And you can listen to previous episodes of the podcast um, at ianbroom.com slash podcast or 70decibels.com slash write for your life. 
Oh, and I should just quickly say that actually you can read the, the review of my book, which might be interesting seeing as then you can see the, the, all the positive and the negative together. Um, at uh, It's an online literary journal and it's called burningbush2.com. Oh, yeah. Why don't you buy it? Why don't you buy it? It's eh, the when reincarnation you're there. You of the Burning Bush Journal. No, but it's, it's online. I know. I was only kidding. <laughs> buy the book, though. But yeah, you don't need to buy the journal. No, I didn't mean that. I thought I was I was doing an impression of you trying to talk about your book again, which is what I always did, so that people could buy Come on. I wasn't even talking about the book, honestly. I was talking about... The, it was like, I mean, sure, you put it in the show notes, but I just thought I'd point people to the review, seeing as we're talking about negative things. You said the word review 17 times in this episode. <laughs> and every single time it's been about your book. And we'll never know how many times I've said it in both podcasts, but I, it's, like I said, I do forgive you. Sorry, I, yeah, I apologise again, and I apologise, listeners, if this podcast episode has sounded weird. But basically, we've said most of what we just said once already. We did, yeah, and I think it, we've 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 managed to do it again fantastically. So, thanks, Ian, <laughs> and I'll see you next week, eh? All right, that's all. Bye. <laughs>